Hey, this is Brigitte Hoefele with the Center of NLP. And if you really want to learn how to level up your life, you should be listening to the Time to Shine Today podcast with my really good friend, Scott Ferguson. Time to Shine Today podcast, Varsity Squad. It's Scott Ferguson. And I got my good friend, Brigitte Hoefele. Uh, she is with the Center of NLP as a Neuro Linguistic Programming, something that I am learning and have been learning, but she is an expert, and she, we are going to go through her story, coming from Germany, uh, close close ties with her father, her family. Um, she's a speaker, trainer, educator. She's just an overall rock star. I have pages upon pages of notes, and I hope you break out your notebook as well. So without further ado, here's my really, really good friend, Brigitte Hofferly from Center of NLP. Let's level up. To shine today, podcast varsity squad. This is Scott Ferguson, and I have my beautiful Brigida Hufle, and she is a rock star in the NLP community. She's a German female business owner. If you're watching on YouTube, you see she's absolutely beautiful, stunning rock star. She changes lives. She's the owner and founder of two educational institutions: one for children, the Montessori Cleveland.com. Montessori, we'll get to that a little bit later. For That's for children, one for adults, the center of NLP.com, which, of course, the squad, I've talked about NLP and quite a few of my blog podcasts and how passionate I am about it, how it helps so many people. And that's why we have Brigitte here. And why do we have, why does she have the two educational facilities? Because the children are innocent by nature. It's the adults around them that shape the growth and potential in each child. Again, she's German by birth an educator by trade, a speaker and trainee by choice, CEO by passion, and serves as an executive board member on the International Coaching Federation, the ICF, which is rock star. Most of all, though, she's a wife and a mother at heart. And Brigitte, thank you so much for coming on. Can you please just take one second and introduce yourself to Time to Shine Today podcast for RC Squad? But first, tell us your favorite color and why. Oh, first, my favorite color is black. Wow. Okay. And, why is that? And and why I'm a child of the eighties. And I think I just never grow, grew out of that. I remember my mom saying, will you ever have any, I mean, look at me, if you can see me, I'm wearing something black right now, black right. and pearls. That's my brand. That's who I am. <laughs> and red lipstick. You'll and, never, you'll probably never get to see me I love it. anything else. I love it. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to be 50 in February. So I grew up in the eighties, like smack dab. I've graduated in 1990. Right. And it's like you have the big hair, don't care a little bit thing going on, even right now with a little Pat Benatar flair on it. I love it. It looks so good. Rocket, rocket, rocket. So let's get to the origins here of how, how you built your, your passion. Because you do a lot of passion. You say you're a CEO by passion. You know, yes. that, that's fantastic. I've never heard anyone say that. And it's amazing. So let's just, I'm going to shut up and let you kind of give this the origins <laughs> and, how, and how things got started. Well, first of all, Scott, thank you for having me on uh, and and thank you for your service to our country. I'm really, really blessed, really blessed to be here this morning. So Brigitte Hoefele is certainly not, you know, uh, English in any short <laughs> shape or fashion. I am German uh, in, through and through. And yet I left Germany um, to build a Montessori school. And uh, I went to public German school. And I hated it. I hated every second of it, Scott. Um, and, you know, they say, oh, you know, the, the school system is so much better overseas. Eh, maybe. 
And uh, I, they were trying to fit me into an opening that I never fit, fit into. You know how they say that you're trying to uh, kind of hammer in a, uh, a round peg into a square Squirrel, opening? Right. <laughs> yeah, that right. was me. That was me. And they were pounding on it hard. Mm. And when I say they, I mean, mean the teachers and the directors. And I was like coming out of school and going into university and, and, and studying social uh, pedagogy and education science. I was like, there's got to be a better way right? It can't be that all children are going to be learning the same way. That just never made sense to me. And why is it that, that some kids grow up and be successful and other kids grow up and not be successful? What is up with that? So I was really interested in finding the backgrounds in that. And during my, my education science um, studies, I found there's the Montessori education. And I really got intrigued and I learned more. I mean, we covered it like for an hour in our entire, you know, wow. during my entire uh, studies. But I, on my own terms, I read more on Maria Montessori and I got really, really intrigued because she took children from the streets in the 1930s that were rebellious, that were frustrated, and she taught them to do meaningful things. And I was like, hmm, tell me more. So I read mm. more and more about it. And back then in my, um, I was in my early twenties, I decided whenever I have kids and it wasn't an, if I knew I was going to be a mom at some point, whenever I have kids, I want my kids to go to Montessori school because I don't ever want them to experience what I experienced. And I did that. And so, you know, fast forward 10 years when I was pregnant, um, and I was very successful in corporate Germany. I looked at Montessori schools because my unborn child was going to go in a Montessori daycare as I was traveling all around the world for the company that I worked for. Mm. They had a three-year wait list. Wow. So I was like, okay, well, I might be on to something here, right? So I, I never went into teaching after university. I got another degree and it was marketing and I went into marketing and into sales. So I said, wait a minute, I think I'm, I'm on to something here. If there's a three-year wait list, there's a demand. This was in Midtown Munich, and Munich has, I think, uh, seven Montessori schools. Mm. So let me let me start creating a Montessori school. I have the credentials. I didn't have the space, and that's where it kind of fell flat. And that's why I am here in the states now, because at the at the time I told my husband, "Let's go move to the states," and he's like, "Wait, <laughs> what?" I said, if we can't build the Montessori school here, I had seven kids in my own apartment, small, small apartment in right. Midtown Munich. If we can't build it here, let's build it somewhere else. I mean, he's like, okay. So we packed up our bags. I make it sound really easy. It no, there's a lot easy. of stops. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So fast forward, you know, we built the school during the pandemic uh, 2020. We moved into a bigger facility, have 125 students now. I'm out of the day-to-day -day operations. But with my work or within my work of building that school in Tennessee and building up uh, the business and, and teaching teachers and, and training teachers in the Montessori method, I found out, well, first of all, I sucked at teaching teachers in the beginning, like really, really bad. And I had great teachers, great talent coming, right. but I couldn't keep them. And they left again. Mm. And that happened three times and four times. And I'm like, you guys are dummies. You don't know an opportunity when you see one. Right. Why are you all leaving? Right. <laughs> when it happened over and over and over, Scott. And suddenly I was like, well, wait a minute. Hold on. 
who's the dummy here? Right. The dummy was me. Look in that mirror, right? That was painful. Right. That was painful. And that's when I said, okay, there's something that I'm missing. What is it? So I went in that on that journey and I found NLP and I mm. found neurolinguistic programming. I was like, okay, I suck at communications, but I don't know how to make it better. So let me start here. And that's when I found the center of NLP, um, went through all of their trainings, all of their certifications, and became really, really good at communicating. And that really three um, uh, x within one year, three x my my revenue in the school. So we went from seven kids to thirty kids, and now wow. we, you know, over the pandemic, to one hundred and twenty five kids. Wow. So it and made so with, a huge difference. And so with Montessori, is it I, the way I understand it is they, they're a little bit more free thinking, but is it is their discipline still there to keep the children in line? Yes, because that's one of the things that people kind of get wrong when they say Montessori so is just a free for all. <laughs> right, right. Right. So if you think of, you know, you you have a you have boundaries, you set up boundaries in everything in life that we do in our business, we got to set up boundaries. Within those boundaries, there is freedom. Sure. But those boundaries got to be set up so the, the children in the classroom know, okay, so today I have uh, my, every child has its own curriculum mm. within the curriculum of the school and of the grade. And within that freedom, I got to hit, you know, I got to do my math work. I got to do my language work. I got to do my whatever other um, areas they have. So they have the freedom, but they have the parameters of, look, you cannot just do because you're great at math. You cannot just do math all day or because you like art, you're not going to draw all day. Right. So it also teaches self-discipline. And when we allow the kids to to create that at a young age, they become more disciplined adults. Sure. Oh, my gosh. What a concept. Right. (laughs) No, it sounds a lot like. This place where we live, it's called the United mm. States of America. And it's just where, you know, no matter what anyone stand on, I served my country, I did six deployments, right? So I can say what I want. And I say, listen, man, you know, you have the boundaries, but you have the freedom to do what you want. You came here. You came here to do what you want. I'm not on my soapbox. I'm just letting the people out there that know the American dream is so alive because we're talking to somebody right now that did that. Yeah. So Brigitte, what do you where do you think your strengths lie? Um, I don't take no for an answer. When okay. I left, when when we packed in two thousand three, in December two thousand three, we made up our mind that we're moving to the United States. My husband was a journalist at the time. We had a toddler daughter. She was sixteen months at the time. When we moved, she was eighteen months, nineteen months. And my my father in law said, "Oh my gosh, what if you fail?" What if this doesn't work out? What if, and right? And I said, what if it works out? Right. And it's not even the what if. There's one of the laws of NLP states, there is no failure, only feedback. Hello? I got a lot of feedback. Yeah. I got a lot of feedback. But where other people would say, okay, I've fallen down. This is not working. You know, this is just not for me. Let me pack up my bags and go back home. Okay, I failed. You know, I'll go back to corporate Germany to my old J-O-B. I never took that as an answer for me. That was not my truth. 
So I continued to learn. Look, Scott, I came into a community as a German. I served on the Chamber of Commerce Board for Education, and I was sitting around a board table with all white men about 25 years older than me. And they're like, what's this chick doing here? What's she doing here? Right. What is she doing here? And in the beginning, I had to do a whole lot of explaining why I am here and why am I so passionate? And I think that's another thing. You know, I think passion really exudes. So you have passion and and your persistence. You don't take no. To what extent do you think you appreciate that? Do I appreciate that? Yeah. Hmm. I think I appreciate that a lot. Some other people might not appreciate it as much. I had a conversation with my 19-year-old daughter. That's the little one that we brought over from Germany sure. uh, yesterday. And she said, you know, mom, um, you work a whole lot. And I said, yeah, because I love what I do. And she says, do I have to do that? And I said, I don't know if you want to. Right. That's up to you. Choices, man. You choose. Yes. Choices. Absolutely. So, to what extent then do you think you appreciate your limitations that you have? My limitations show me where there's room to grow. One of, one <laughs> I love of, you, man. Of, <laughs> We're going to speak together. The, yes. One of the things that I tell my clients is, look, if you think you're already there, wherever there <laughs> is, you're not. It right. is a constant journey and learning if you think you're done learning oh my gosh sure. you haven't even you haven't no, even no. You know, it's a progress in every day and a journey you have to enjoy you mentioned one thing one thing earlier but about being positive you know like positive doesn't always work but i know 100 percent negativity does so we i like to stay kind of neutral and accept the positive when it happens and you know, when the negative does happen to stay neutral and work towards back towards being known what I'm capable of doing. And you said that, and that just blew my mind. So forget it. Have you seen the movie Back to the Future? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get in that DeLorean with Michael J. Fox or Marty McFly. Let's go back to the 22-year-old Brigitte. What kind of knowledge nuggets, that's what we call them here at Time to Shine today, what kind of knowledge nuggets would you be dropping on her to maybe help her level up, shorten the learning curve, and blast through? Maybe a little bit quicker, because I mean, you're you're out there, you're, you crushed it, but what would you tell her? Uh, I would tell her to believe in herself. The 22-year-old Brigida didn't have that tenacity. So believe in yourself. Go... Uh, Go and, 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 and do the things that scare you. I had a conversation with a 16-year-old yesterday, and, and I, I asked her exactly that question. I said, how do you, because she her whole idea was to uh, become more emotionally stable. And I said, how do you do that? And she says, well, being out there and doing the things that are uncomfortable. So yeah. I think that's what I would tell the, the, right. the young 22-year-old Brigida. Go and do more of what makes you uncomfortable. Love it. I love it. And we, what I tell my, with my coaching clients, I basically tell them the same thing is like, I'm not asking them to step out of their comfort zone. I'm asking them to stretch their comfort zone. So it just keeps pushing it and pushing it like a balloon and just keeps going. And then your comfort zone's huge, but you've accomplished so much in that. I love what you said. So how do you want then 
your dash remember that little line in between your mm. incarnation day and your, your expiration date, your life date and death date. How do you want Brigida's dash remembered? Brigida, a tool for humanity, never gave up. My dad, I was a little girl. My dad was a missionary. And um, he always said, you're a tool for humanity. And I remember looking at him. I must have been like five or six. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Right. But sure. Sure. I just took it. But that set in your subconscious and it just kept on multiplying and thriving. I love it. So what do you you think people misunderstand the most about Brigitte? Oh, (laughs) Uh, that Brigitte is intimidating. No, I can see that. Brigitte is just really clear and where she not just me personally wants to go, but for my clients, when my clients get it, they're like, She's routing for me. Like she will go with me through any ditch, through any mud, yeah. right? That's tenacity. Sure. There is no failure. And so, sometimes that's hard. Oh yeah. And when you're working with someone one-on-one, is there any good question that you wish they would ask you, but never do? Hmm. You know, any during the discovery question? period. Yeah. Um, pro- I think probably a good question that I hardly ever get asked because it's r- rather obvious, you know, what made you, what, m- which steps did you take to get where you are today? Right. Yeah. Give me there, some kind there, of blueprint. There were a lot, there yeah. are a lot of steps that I took. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one or two or three. There were many, many thousands of steps. And right. I took many steps back before I was able to step forward. Good. And I'm glad to hear that you did, actually, because that, that means something's right. And so then what keeps Brigitte up at night? <laughs> oh, many ideas. Yeah. What else can I do? You know, who else can I who else can can I have an impact on? How Love else it. can I be out there and make a difference? You know, first, I thought I make a difference in children's lives. And then I saw, well, actually, it's not the children that um, need the assistance. It's the adults around them that screw them up. So actually, it's the adults around them. <laughs> <You think? laughs> I right? see it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So so how else can I make an impact? And honestly, you know, NLP, love it or hate it. I am. People ask me all the time, what is NLP? And NLP is. People think it's a misconception, just like Montessori, that there's no boundaries, that NLP is a manipulation tool. Wrong. Nope. And the difference between um, inspiration and manipulation is intent. That's it. It's the intention behind it. And when, when you come from an intention and all of the people that I work with it must be a win, win, win. That's the intention. Most people that are manipulating, they're only in for one win, and that's for whom? Themselves, right? Yes, that's egocentric. Yes. But Love it's got to it. be a win for you, a win for me, and a win for the greater good. I think sure. the greater good is all of your listeners here. Right. Right? Absolutely. The impact that we can have. Love it. Love it. So let's take, and it's so true, what you just said is still, it's still marinating. That's beautiful. So Let's take out of our equation, out of this questions equation, anything electronic from your 
your iPad or iPhone or computer, what are three things that Spaghetti can't live without? My kids, my okay. husband. So we got family. What are yeah. other two things? I like a good bottle of champagne. There you celebrate. go. Very good. Yeah. I'm just going to add community in for you because you're so community oriented. Oh, I don't yes. think you could live with that. I think that COVID, you grew through COVID, but I think it just crushed you the a part of that being like, because it did me. I mean, I love getting on I stages agree. and rocking stages and just hanging out. I'm not a, like a go to the bar person, but I'm like, I like to hang out, talk to people and then go, you know, it's, it, yeah, that, that, that's one thing. So what is your definition of a life well lived? Uh, definitely have an impact on other people's lives, helping other people reach what they want. You know, going yes. with the Zig Ziglar quote, when, when I help enough people get what they want, I know it's going to come back to me. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm a living example of that. Love it. I love it. Time to shine today. Podcast Varsity Squad. We are back. And Brigitte, we have a loving up lightning round. You and I, you and I could literally talk an hour on each one of these questions, but you have five seconds with no explanations. You ready? Ready. You, they all can be answered that way. So let's rock. Okay. All right. So what is the best leveling up advice Brigitte has ever received? Believe in yourself. Yes. Share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. My calendar. I love it. Other than centeroftnlp.com and also timetoshinetoday.com, a shameless plug, what other website does Brigitte like to go to to level up? The Culture Mastery. Beautiful. We'll put that in the show notes. Awesome. You see me, I'm walking down the street. You're like, Fergie just doesn't, he looks like he's in his doldrums. What book would you be handing me? The Four Agreements. Yeah, Dom, baby. Love it. What's your most commonly used emoji when you text? Heart. There you go. What was your New Year's resolution? Uh, um, uh, supporting one million people. Love it. Love it. Chess or checkers? Uh, chess. Oh, wow. Okay. Smarty pants. So if you could, and don't lie to me on this one, young lady, if you could stay one age physically, physically for the rest of your life, 37. Okay. Thank you for putting a three on the front. Cause I say 32. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. A lot easier to get out of bed. No matter how good I take care of myself, it's still getting out of bed it's a little bit slower now. Your favorite charity and organization like to give your time or money to? Uh, the International Coaching Federation. I see you, baby. Okay. Last question. You can elaborate on this one a little bit. But what is the best decade of music? 60s, 70s, 80s, or 90s? 80s. Yes, 80s. I was going to say you better. Depeche Mode all the oh my way. Gosh. So <laughs> much happened. I mean, you you phased out disco and you kind of brought rap into the scene, like the, the Run DMC Beastie Boys stuff, right? Oh, and yes. then you had the Irish invasion with you too. You know, the British invasions, like the 1980s version of British invasions, you know? Uh, with George Michael and and everything, but then you also had the big hair, don't care, the glam rock, the had everything. You listen to you listen to music now, Brigitte. There's so many hooks that they take from the songs from the '80s and they put them in songs of today. Like Aha's "Take on Me" is used in like four oh, songs yes. these days. Like nah, nah. like Pitbull used it, you know. Um, it's uh, it's crazy what the 80s did and it's uh, thank you for saying that and I, when we come to Atlanta I have to be like connect 
That's <laughs> for sure. But let's yes. get back to business. How can we find you? Uh, NLP, uh, centerofnlp.com, centerofnlp.com. Gotcha. Very easy. Love or it. even easier, if you can spell my name, Brigitte Herfeli, just Google me. There's only one Brigitte Herfeli in the entire world on Google, and that's me. Love it. I love it. There is. There's so, so unique. And, and Squad, what I really think is cool about our website right now is they has like these three drop downs, no like and trust. And it's like you can just navigate through it. And they, those are the three things that were always taught. You know, the people like to do business, they know, like, and trust. And she has the drop downs of knowing like there are courses or videos. And then liking is her about page, get to know her. And then trust is like their faculties, her credentials, her education. That's freaking awesome. And, and squad, we literally just had a free match class. We didn't dig too deep on the NLP side. And I did that for a reason, because I want to make a warm introduction to Brigitte for you. You know, she wants us to all have the freedoms with parameters and discipline, but have the freedoms to really grow and, and thrive. You know, she lived her life very curiously as a young person. She was not somebody that really could fit that round object into a square hole. She really thrived. She stayed curious whole time. And I'm going to bring this up again, that positive doesn't always work, but a hundred percent of the time, negative doesn't work. So stay neutral. like we like to say, she'll tell you that there's no failure, only feedback. You know, she'll say that her limitations, if you have them or what you might call your failures means you have room to grow, learn from them, fail forward, move forward. She wants to remind you and maybe a younger self of you to believe in yourself, be tenacious. And like I Got from my good friend, Leah Woodford, get your ask in gear and ask for help where needed. Okay. She's going to be remembered as a tool for humanity and that she never gave up. And she got the tool for humanity from her beloved father, which I think is just awesome. And she's always going to be something that has an impact on the world. And she said something that absolutely blew my mind. The difference between inspiration and manipulation is intent. And that is something I want you to read over, say it to yourself. Are you manipulating or are you inspiring people? Okay, squad. So, Brigitte, thank you so much for coming on. You've earned your varsity letter squad here at Time to Shine today. You level up your health. You level up your wealth. You're beautiful. You keep yourself leveled up. You love people, and we love you back. Thank you so much for coming. I can't wait to collaborate in the future. Thank you so much, Scott. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Time to Shine Today podcast, probably brought to you by Sutter and Nugent Real Estate, real estate excellence, who can be reached at 561-249-7266 and online at www.sutterandnugent.com. If you are a business owner or professional who would like to be interviewed on Time to Shine Today, please visit timetoshinetoday.com slash guest. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to our website. Also there, you will see our recommended resources. We hope that you will support our show by supporting them. If you like what you've been listening to, it'd be great if you could just give us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe while you're at it. I'm your host, Scott Ferguson, and until next time, let's level up. It's our time to shine.